Hello and welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. My co-host is Justin Baker. As per the usual, over the last 300 and, I don't know, how many episodes are we in now? 320, something like that, maybe? It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, there's been a lot. I mean, we're almost to where... Uh, 322, I think was our last. So we're at 323. Uh, yeah. Wow. Pretty, uh, pretty crazy. 323 episodes. And I think what, what is this season five or six? I think it's six. Six. Yeah. Yeah. Season six. It is. I, it was funny to like sometimes go back and look at some of the episode titles just from like our first season. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're talking about, uh, yeah, totally like things that have changed completely almost, you know, the vast majority of the league, what's the average amount of time that a player's in the league, like four or five years. Right. So it's like over that time, the vast majority of the league has completely changed. That's that blows my mind to think about Mm, Um, on today's show. We are, you know, it's Christmas time. It's the holidays, whatever uh, thing it is that you celebrate, however it is that you give gifts to people that you like, uh, we're going to give gifts or we're going to create a wish list for each team. And by a wish list, I mean one wish for each team. Uh, you know, who's what, what are these teams going praying to Santa for? <laughs> I don't know. Who prays to Santa? <laughs> Does anybody pray to Santa? <laughs> <laughs> uh, pray to Gary Bettman as well. There we doing. go. There we go. We're praying to praying to Gary. Uh, one wish per team. Both Justin and I have come up with wishes of our own. Some of them look very similar. Some of them are basically exactly the same. I think in this list, uh, you filled out yours first, and so I was going through. And when I there was a, like one time I saw one, I was like, even before I got to that team. I knew what I was going to put, and then I looked. You had the same thing, and I just put ding, ding on my my side of the the chart. So uh, we'll have a few that are exactly the same, but for the most part, I think right, we managed to find some some different wishes. So uh, with that said, we're just going to kind of go in the, the order of the standings for each division. And with that said, we are going to start in the Atlantic division. I feel like we always end with the Atlantic. So we're going to start with the Atlantic this time. And uh, as has been the case for the last, like, three, four, maybe five years, uh, the Boston Bruins are first place in the Atlantic right now. So we'll start with them. And uh, Justin, your, the wish list, what's your wish for the Boston Bruins right now? Boy, I'm sure many uh, Bruins fans are going to say this, but just a true number one center, right? I mean, since the departure of Bergeron and Krejci, they, they've kind of lacked a, a, a true number one, and they've been rotating, you know, Zaka, Geeky, and, and Coyle in and out. And, uh, you know, they had what's-his-face from – you know, the 18-year-old kid, um, Poistra, right? Is that how you pronounce his name? Yep. Gosh, yeah, it's been a hot minute. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I think the Boston Bruins need. Okay. They need to find themselves a true number one. Yeah, mine was in the same ilk, but I just said that uh, they'd like Bergeron to unretire. <laughs> I don't know what the chances are, but I I feel like at some point it's going gonna, it's gonna to be out there. Like at some point, someone out there is going to go, well, you could just bring Bergeron back. And you could bring him back in, like, February. He barely has to play the season. He can just, you know, come in. You pay him a million bucks. He gets to go on the playoff run and see what happens. Can't be worse than last year. Can't be worse. Right? And, hey, if Yager still has it at 45 or 55, Yager. what does he get? So I think Bergeron can still figure it out. Oh, oh, I thought you were I thought you were going to say Yager can come in, too. Oh, Bergeron, no. Yager, Krejci, we're just going to uh, – you guys can all just come back. It'll be fine. Yeah, but uh, Yager, what, he just started his, uh, like, 
Are we 52 i think he yeah, is yeah i think that he, the season i think he actually is is about to beat the amount of like professional hockey seasons played by a person uh, i think he's about to beat gordy house record yeah and, and what's funny did, is they they can't put him in the hall of fame until he actually retires from that one either so which is great. ridiculous it's it is. very it funny is. because Yager might actually be dead by the time he gets into the hall because <laughs> he's going to be playing until he's dead. Like he basically has said, I'd love to retire, but if I retire, then my local team will probably cease to exist. Like he's literally just playing. I mean, I, I'm sure he loves it, but like he's, he said he's playing just to keep his team alive. Like keep it, keep it from going bankrupt or, you know, keep people in the seats, I guess. Uh, all right. Well, that's the Boston Bruins. I think we can all agree the Bruins need a center. Uh, on to the Toronto Maple Leafs. What do you have for the Leafs? Uh, I've got they need some cap space here. Um, well, didn't didn't know, they get their wish when Klingberg was put on the LTIR and is just he's out, he's gone, bye bye. Yeah, and, and I think that's probably going to help them in the long term. But right now they've got four point one million. Uh, yeah, his his contract, yeah, four point one. But you know, right now they're they're currently sitting at one point six million at deadline cap space, and according to Cap Friendly, and who knows where that's going to go. I'm not a capologist. I don't pretend to be one, but. Um, I feel like, you know, with Bertuzzi not really performing where he needs to be, um, some, you know, they've, they've had guys coming in and out on, on the defense uh, as far as injuries are concerned, you know, all season long. So uh, it'd be great if they could have some cap space to maybe add a, you know, maybe a, a second pairing defenseman or middle six forward at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have a pair of defensemen as my a pair. Yeah, I, I really think that it'll be uh, they're going to go after two different defensemen. I think Chris Tanev is a given. I love uh, it. I think it's it's likely like that's he's their number one target. He has to be given the tree living and the you know and and the location. I I think that he's and the 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 fact that he plays on the right side. I think that's number one. I don't think that the other defenseman that they would grab would be significantly. You know, he'll be like a six six seven defenseman, but I think they will add another defenseman. Although with Lagason and Benoit playing so well. Uh, with all these injuries, I think maybe there's a chance that they go, we don't actually need to do that anymore. We'll just spend spend uh, uh, some of our assets on bringing in another forward, which they certainly, I, I think they also need to do. Although, with in regards to Bertuzzi, he has been much better in the last, say, ten, uh, like 5-10 games. Very He's starting good. to find his find his spot. And and Max Domi now playing center with uh, Callie Yarncroke, they look pretty good together too. So, you know, hey, it's we're only 30 games into the season, right? Like it does take some time to to kind of crack into this lineup especially since most of the lineup is set from the top end and then you have to figure out where you fit. Nobody's building anything around you. You got to you got to like and and it seemed like they were maybe trying to, you know, do the whole square peg into the round hole deal with Bertuzzi and he's now just kind of figuring out uh, where he belongs in this team. So I think that's a, a big deal, but we'll, uh, we'll leave it at that. Let's go to the Florida Panthers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Your wish yeah, for the my, Panthers. My wish. And it's, it's been a wish for, you know, probably the last year or two for Florida is to get a little bit more from Sam Bennett. Um, you know, at 4.4 million, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not a, it's not a, you know, a couple years ago when we were looking at Jeff Skinner's contract. Nothing, nothing like that as far as... You, <laughs> you know, mean right gosh. now? <laughs> Even right now, Jeff Skinner's contract? Right. Well, he's a little hurt. Bit. Um, yeah, but, 
Yeah, to me, he, Sam Bennett's the one guy in Florida I've I've always looked at and just wanted more. I want more out of him. I always expect him to, you know, I've I've always thought he could be a sixty to eighty point guy, and mm. it just has never materialized. And maybe maybe it never will. But uh, no, for me, I, I think will. you know, centering that second line with Matthew Kachuk, uh, he he has to prove himself this year because uh, man, he's he's coming up on a you know potential new deal next next year at some point. So. Um, if, if it's the time to do it, it's right now. I think he's a 40-point guy, and that's uh, that's that. He's a 40-point guy. Maybe a 50-point guy. Like last year, I think you, you'd you say, yeah, last year, 40 points in 63 games. He was a 50-point guy. Uh, I think he's a 20-goal scorer. There's that. I mean, he only has four goals so far this year in 19 games, but um, I think he is a 20-goal scorer. I just I, – I think he – in, in, on on the other side, I think he does other things really well. Um, sure, winning faceoffs not one of them, but uh, I think that he does other things well, and he he just doesn't really shoot the puck enough to me. Uh, like two hundred and forty one shots in twenty one twenty two, that is by far the most shots he has ever taken in his career. Uh, last year he took one ninety three. So it gets decently close, but this year only 40 in 19 games. So that's like a hundred, you're on pace for 160 shots in a year, which has kind of been his, you know, his MO earlier, even earlier in his career was like far less than that even. So I, I'd like to see him shoot the puck more, but no, I think that's probably the only way he's picking up points by shooting the puck. Um, my mine's similar, but Brandon Montour needs to return to form. You know, he is, he was hurt. We all understand that he's kind of coming back from a, a pretty major injury, and he just has not found his rhythm yet from an offensive standpoint. So that's uh, you know, once once he gets rolling again, you know he had what seventy three points in eighty games last year. He's at four points in fifteen. He's got one goal. He had sixteen last year, eleven the year before. Uh, I once he gets going, I think that the Panthers. I mean, they already look pretty dangerous, and they had tons of injuries. And imagine, you know, he gets going again, and uh, they're they're going to look pretty good. I think they're probably the only team in the Eastern Conference that actually scares me as a Leafs fan. <laughs> in terms of a team that, you know, gosh, I don't want to play the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> don't want to play them again. <laughs> but like, I'd play the Bruins. I'm really not that worried about the Bruins. I play the Lightning, not worried about them. I'd play the Rangers or the Flyers or the Islanders. Like, give me any of those teams. But I don't really want the Panthers. And that's probably who they'll end up playing, so it'll be great. Uh, <laughs> let's go to uh, the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, yeah, I think Red Wing fans have all wanted this for a few years, but uh, now's the first year I think I can legitimately say this is a, a good wish to have, and it's a playoff. Uh, okay. appearance okay. so yeah i mean i think every team wishes to be in the playoffs but yes but this is this is where you can actually look at the team and say okay they're they're a legitimate team to potentially make the playoffs mm -hmm. right so um much like I, I think we all thought about the buffalo sabers and ottawa senators and it's yep. funny because everybody when you looked at buffalo ottawa detroit right the teams that were improving everybody picked detroit last as the one team that would probably not make the playoffs right, and, right. and what do you know they're kind of a couple years behind in development with the with those other two and yeah and they're yeah, they're blowing them out of the water, like it's not even right. close. Not even close. Um, I, for your sake, hope that they get into the playoffs as well. Actually, just it's more fun when the wings are in the playoffs. Um, but I don't want them to waste a first round pick just to get into the playoffs. Like, don't go it. wasting those those high picks 
to grab somebody who is going to be there for three months. I don't think Eiserman would, but that that would be my my cross my fingers. Don't don't do this. Uh, let's go with Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go first this time. Um, I just said a time machine to 2020 because I think that's the only <laughs> thing that's really gonna that that's gonna help. I think that they they finally look like this is that year, you know. That I I remember the Red Wings. We had this like, when are they going to be bad? Not bad, but like, when are they going to take that step backwards? And the the Wings, it took them. It wasn't until like 2012 that you went, well, they're kind of they've taken that step backwards. Now they're just the playoff team, and they're really in no danger of contending for a Stanley Cup. I would say we're there with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I could yeah. eat, I could eat those words. <clears throat> come april but that's that's what it feels like you could but i don't think you will i mean yeah you you mentioned it when you were talking about florida right you don't want to have to it's like you don't want to have to face florida but you don't care if you have to face tampa right, right. and i think the last four or five years we nobody wanted to play tampa in the playoffs um this is the year where i look at them i'm like well if they get in i'm not really that worried that much anymore right, right. and for me my wish is better five on five play um you know you look at at some of the the analytics here and really Tampa Bay, I, and I don't know if it has to do with Vasilevsky being injured or just the poor defense they've been having as a team, but uh, they are fifth worst as far as goal differential is concerned in five-on-five play uh, at a negative 11, and they are um, uh, only sitting in front of teams like Chicago, Anaheim, and San Jose, who we expect not, to be at the not a, pla- of the not a place so. you want to be sitting. Not a place you right, want to be exactly. sitting. Anyway, um, yeah, you know what could make this the rest of the season really interesting? You know the Lightning right now. They sit fourth in the Metro. Uh, they're they're really like they're fourth, but shoot, the Wings could easily jump them. They jump them with a win. Uh, even Montreal with two wins jumps the Lightning. Like the Lightning are not in a good place. Uh, they're they're teetering on the edge of that wild card spot. What are they? They're the oh, they're not even in a wild card spot. They're they're behind the Capitals and the Hurricanes. So I mean, their only hope. Man, they're they're just in a bad spot. Uh, it seems like they may not even make the playoffs. Certainly, all hope is not lost at this stage. But what if Steven Stamkos, who whom they have not signed, and has said, "Why are you guys not signing me?" And then we and then that just kind of went away. Uh, nobody talked about it again. But nothing was ever said to the contrary. Like, oh no no no, we're definitely trying to sign him. Like nobody's talked about it. What if Steven Stamkos is on the trading block come trade deadline? The Lightning well, decide we are not going to we are not going to keep you and they tell him I know he has a no move clause but they tell him hey we're going to we we are going to move on from you. Uh we're not going to resign you. <laughs> like or <laughs> I I don't know that there's a world that that happens but how crazy would that be in foul fun? <laughs> Listen, I, I, I just read a thing by uh, Blue Shirts Forever. It's a, it's a blog for the New York Ranger fan base. Uh, their top trade target this off, or this deadline is Steven Stamkos. Mm. And I'm sure there's a little reason for that, right? Because uh, Tampa Bay's you know, management came out and said they're not going to look at his contract until or his extension until after the season's over with. So well, um, if you're Stamkos, that's, that's got to rub you the wrong way, being the captain in the face of this franchise for so many years. Yeah. Uh, man. UFA at the end of the year. I mean, other side of it to me is, you know, what if uh, he becomes a UFA? Let's say William Nylander decides, I actually, I'm going to go and chase my big money. I'm going to go somewhere else. Does Steven Stamkos come to Toronto? Oh. It's another, uh, I mean, 
not that Steven Stamkos is, I, I would say, I mean, I would rather have William Nylander at this stage of the game. Uh, but Steven Stamkos, I mean, hey, he's won, a, he's won a lot. He knows how to win, that's for sure. Hey, maybe uh, he takes a one-year deal. I mean, they're going to have hey. they're gonna have a few bucks. So I mean, could. he's still more than a point-per-game player right now. It's not like he's slumping or anything. Well, I, I don't know. The, the possibilities no, there not. are are, uh, are fascinating. Uh I don't know that Toronto could like could fit him under the salary cap this year unless it was like, hey, you know what? Screw defense. Here's TJ Brody. <laughs> you eat half of half of Stammer and you know, we'll give you I don't know what they'd have they'd have to give up a lot, I think, to to make that deal happen, but uh that would be that would be fun. Or they just go, Hey, here's Tyler Bertuzzi. I don't know. No, Tyler Bertuzzi's been playing better too, but um, anyways. That would be fun. Sorry, spent way too much time talking, uh, dreaming about Stamkos leaving Tampa. But in reality, he'll probably just sign, and uh, they just want to see how bad they do this year. Maybe that's it. <laughs> I mean, without Stamkos, they're probably in the bottom third of the Eastern Conference, like maybe bottom quarter of the Eastern Conference, without his 34 points in 30 games. So uh, that wouldn't they, – they'd look pretty bad without him. Uh, let's go to Montreal. And you have what on your wish list for the Montreal Canadiens? Uh, to get a forward to score some goals. Um, you know, whether that's acquiring a, a, you know, a new forward or bringing in someone from, you know, maybe the minors that can score some goals or maybe somebody stepping up, right? Maybe growing uh, growing one in a pot. Y- yeah, yeah. That might be where Montreal's <laughs> at right now to, to get that type of player. They might be because nobody on this team has scored more than nine goals. And the fifth best goal scorer on this team is Justin Barron, a defenseman. Uh, A defenseman who I I would guess that one-third of our listeners have never heard of before. Right. (laughs) Has never scored more than four goals in his life, and he's got six this year. So if that tells you how bad the goal scoring is, I don't know what to get going. Uh, My wish for the Montreal Canadiens was health. They've got six players on the LTIR and that just sucks. Uh, They, their guys have just kind of not, not been able to to find that. So uh, some health and, you know, rip carry price. They, they could really use him right now. Mm. Um, All right, let's go. Buffalo Sabres. Um, I'm just going to say, they need to spend some money on a goaltender. Like, go out and get a real goaltender. I think at this point, uh, all three of their goaltenders have minus goals saved above expected. So you can talk all about how the Sabres' defense isn't good enough or, you know, their forwards don't play good enough. Uh, they don't get back enough. It doesn't matter. Goal saved above expected, it it calculates for these crazy scoring chances that you may be giving up and going, well, that's not the goalie's fault. Uh, but... In this case, all three of their goaltenders minus goals saved above expected, and that is what happens when you spend six dollars on your goaltending. Six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should get in there for them. We should just see what happens. You should just. You should it. just just try. It. <laughs> What's the worst that's going to happen? Oh man, wouldn't that be something? Um, what is your wish for the Buffalo Sabers? Boy, you know what? It's not. I. I kind of wrote it a little bit incorrectly here but it's not to fire their head coach oh um, okay yeah i see a new he- a new coach yeah yeah, yeah. so um so not a I, new coach not a new coach right that's what i meant to write um because i mean they've had five coaches in the last eight nine years they've, yeah. them, they in the, them the in the oilers like right granado kruger housley bilesma ted nolan 
they've had a long list of coaches going in and out of here, and obviously none of them have been over 500. Uh, Granado's the closest thing to it at 83 and 88. Uh, so, you know what? Let's ride this out a little bit longer. He's only been here a couple years, so give him a chance. See how he does with a little adversity. Don't jump the gun a little bit and fire him like most teams would that are playing this bad with kind of the high expectations they had. Uh, yeah, and let's get Tage Thompson back and let's let's see where we're at. I, I think this year you're going to have to you're going to have to make some changes in the offseason. I personally, like I said, I think it starts with let's go get a goaltender that we can actually look ourselves in the mirror and say, we took care of our goaltending. What the hell is up with the rest of the team? Mm, there you let's, go. Let's go spend more than six dollars. Um, the Ottawa Senators, uh, speaking of goaltending, my wish list is uh, a nice redo on the Jonas Corpusallo contract. Not liking that one right now. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think any Senator fans is either. And uh, to me, I I had my doubts. I thought, you know what, Cam Talbot was was doing. I I like Cam Talbot when he signed with LA, and I thought, you know, why didn't Ottawa give that kind of thing a try? I know you want to try to find some long term stability, but you know, Forsberg seemed to be playing fairly well. So bringing a veteran guy for a team that's growing and getting a little, you know, trying to bring up some of these younger guys like like Forsberg. But yeah, what are you yeah. gonna do? They don't listen to us, do they? No, no, that's what they get. Yeah, they should. Um, yeah, I'm. I was. You know what? I had the goal save above expected category uh, up, and I wanted to. I wanted to point out here for the Ottawa Senators and Jonas Corposalo, uh, or Anton Forsberg in particular. It's been quite bad. Seven minus seven point two six. Uh, for Anton Forsberg. So not looking too great there. Uh, and then I was trying to find Corpusello, and now I can't find Corpusello. But anyways, it's it, it just has not been what what I think everybody thought maybe, oh, maybe it could be uh, good. He had a good little run in L.A. Um, he's looked more like what he did in Columbus. Oh, my bad. Uh, Corpusello, minus 6.18. Uh, they are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, like – Eighth and ninth, eighth and tenth worst in the NHL for goals saved above expected. Um, their goaltending has basically been worse than the Buffalo Sabres, <laughs> who Eric Comrie sandwiches Corpusallo and Forsberg. So uh, it, it hasn't looked good for either one of those teams. Uh, let's go to the Metro. Tops of the Metro, the New York Rangers. What are you hoping for for the Rangers here? Well, first off, we, we skipped over my wish for the Ottawa Senators. Oh, um, I'm so sorry I did. It's yes. okay. So I'll just I'll make it quick. I was but busy on hockey reference. <laughs> uh, it's better defense because this team yeah. is sitting seventh worst as far as goals against per game. Um, and hopefully Jacques Martin coming in is going to help that. He's been known as a defensive coach. So um, maybe that improves, maybe not, because they've got a good they've got a good top three, you know, uh, guys on the defense between – uh, Chikrin, Sanderson, and, and Shabbat. So maybe they can, you know, with a Martin in there, fix that. But yeah, I wonder if maybe Chikrin is the odd man out. I mm-hmm. wonder if Ottawa's looking at this and they go, "Look, he's got one more year after this at four point six. Uh, maybe it doesn't happen right now, but I wonder if he's the odd guy out there if they don't yeah. try to deal him." Um, all right, let's go New York Rangers. Uh, I have their their wish is Patrick Kane. With a good hip. With like, a good hip. Like, can we get a redo Patrick Kane in New York with an actual hip? Like, he, it, it was like he just was slips. not did not have a hip. 
Well, when he signed with Detroit, I actually, I meant to look at this earlier. Did he give, get any kind of, he has a no trade clause, like just straight, no trade. My guess is that he is basically saying like, I'm signing here. Don't try to trade me at the deadline. I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, and, and it'll be a situation if Detroit just bottoms out completely and has absolutely no chance, right? Then then he has that power to say, this is the only team I want to go to, right? True. That's yep. the whole point. Yep. So, that is um, true. Yeah, because no no coach, I mean, no GM is basically going to hand out a 31 no team trade clause. Um, so, yeah, it's essentially going to be his decision to leave. And uh, maybe the New York Rangers are the team to do it because for me, I, my wish is to get them a top uh, a top line right winger. Uh, which could be Patty Kane. Right? Well, I mean, so, even he just hasn't looked like that yet. Yet, right? Yeah, yeah. It's possible that he still has it, but I, I think they want they. It's like they want the Patrick Kane that they thought they were getting or hoped that they were getting, but I don't know if you'll actually ever get that again. Yeah, maybe not. But he, he hasn't uh, looked uh, terrible. No, is he, he a top line right good. winger though? I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but I'll tell you what though, he's better than the. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, Alex Lafreniere has been looking better this year, but Patty Kane still at what I've been seeing from him in Detroit is still better than Blake Wheeler and, and Lafreniere. So, um, Oh, Blake Wheeler pops up on my list later. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. Uh, Philadelphia. What, uh, what do yeah. you have for Philly? Uh, just continue the stellar goaltending, right? I mean, Second we've been waiting in the Metro. My God. Uh, I love it. I love it. Cause you know, torts is, I mean, just, he's got to be, just eating this up right now, but he's, uh, probably, he's got to be back at his house, looking in the mirror, going, "I am the freaking best coach in the NHL." Third I'm, Jack Adams coming my way, dude. Seriously, yes. If uh, yeah. if Rick Tockett doesn't win it in Vancouver, well, yeah, that's that that could be some stiff competition. But yeah. listen, they're they're getting great goaltending from Carter Hart, and when he when he is healthy, and then when he's not, uh, you know, Earson underneath him is just has looked phenomenal too. So. Uh, keep that up. That'll get Philly in the playoffs. And I think this league, similar to Detroit, Toronto, those teams being in the playoffs, I think the league is just better for it. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia, don't trade everyone away. I know they've got some UFAs. There are players that I I got to think that Philadelphia is like Danny Breer has kind of come out and said, like, we're not changing course. This is not going to affect our course. Well, that would likely mean that Sean Walker and or Mark Stahl or Nick Seeler uh, are going to be dealt, especially like Scott, Sean Walker's got pretty high value at this stage. Uh, he looks ready to go and be on a playoff team right now. Um, has really emerged as a solid top four defenseman for Philadelphia. I think that Tortorella may have other opinions and go, no, we need to sign this guy. I want this guy here over the next three years or whatever it is uh, to re-sign him. Uh, but, you know, the hope would be don't trade everybody away. Yeah, keep going to, to this rebuild, but like, don't go spend picks on bringing anyone in, but just see what happens here. Why not? You've got Carter Hart rolling. Why not? Uh, and then maybe, like, what if Ryan Ellis comes back for the playoffs? <laughs> Ryan Ellis, he's not coming back. All right. Uh, New York Islanders, they need a goal scorer again. Like, once again, here we are. They need a goal scorer. They need somebody that can just break out, score a goal at any point. Uh, that is what the Islanders are missing. That's what they thought they were getting in Horvat. Horvat has been good, but that is just not necessarily who Bo Horvat is. And uh, yeah, when they when they're good, they're good, and when they 
when they have struggled to score goals, uh, it's very obvious that their offense is just not clicking and they, they need that extra goal score. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Brock Nelson leading this team with 15 goals right now. Uh, I like him, but only as like a secondary middle six score, right? You don't sure. want him to be your guy that's leading the team in goals. No, no, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> and I, I mean, it, yeah, it's not that it's not that any of the players they have are bad or like don't have a role. It's just I, I legitimately think that they're missing that goal scorer who you know they they had hoped that they would have in in getting Bo Horvat, who's consistently kind of put up that thirty goals. And I I I think that he's just not that not that guy, not that guy that can just go down and I'm going to score a goal. Okay, let's we need a goal. Bo Horvat, he's going to score us one. Um, that's where shoot. Someone like Steven Stamkos, he comes available. Um, that's the kind of guy that you got to be out looking for, in my opinion. I mean, it's why exactly why William Nylander has been linked to the New York Islanders. Like, if there's one destination for Nylander where his skills are needed, it's probably the island. Like, he could go, he could be on a really good team, a playoff team, a team that has amazing goaltending, uh, basically the opposite of Toronto's. And he could walk in, be the guy, score goals, and maybe not even like you just go. You don't have. Don't worry about playing crazy defense. Just let the rest of us do that. You go score goals. Um, could be a good fit for him. Uh, maybe uh, is there? Are we hearing anything about Jake Getzel? Because he's a UFA um, right now, right? He doesn't yeah. have a contract extension. And, no, he does not. And six uh, million bucks almost. Most of these teams could find a way to fit him in. That's the a goal scorer that I sure would like to have. The other, another, uh, maybe you know, lesser talent, but also a really nice goal scorer. Tyler Toffoli is a UFA, and the New York, New Jersey Devils are who currently are not in a playoff spot. What if they're not in a playoff spot come deadline time? Uh, is he somebody that you deal? Because you could get your, you could recoup a first round pick for him, and and would he be a great fit in New York? He, I mean, he's also a big body. Uh, just, you know, just some ideas. Uh, one other, another player I was thinking of, uh, Vancouver. Oh, my gosh. Why can't I think of his name? Signed from Russia last year. And Marchenko. Kuzmenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yep. Andre Kuzmenko. Uh, things don't seem to be working with uh, with Rick Tockett there. And, you know, he's got six goals in 29 games, but he had 39 goals last year. I wonder if he's a target for the New York Islanders. Like, the Vancouver Canucks could rid themselves of that cap space, which he's a $5.5 million, $5. million cap hit. They've done deals before could be a good move for the Islanders to bring in somebody who really knows how to score goals. And you just need to insulate him a little bit with good defensive forwards. And they definitely have that. Um, Okay. We've spent a ton of time on the New York Islanders. Not even fair to the rest of the league. Sorry about that. Uh, You, uh, did you, (laughs) I don't think I let you. I didn't know. I I, was just going to say Barzell and Horvat, just keep the chemistry going. That's ah, all I want to say. Yep. Yep. And uh, it's just kind of, Again, leaning to that, uh, you just put your best players together and let them do their thing and then fill in the rest around them. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, we have the exact same thing. So I'm just going to let you talk because I talked so much about the Islander. <laughs> yeah, uh, for us, it's just finding a goaltender, right? I mean, uh, we've seen it recently with Antti Rada getting sent down and, and you know, Peter Kachenkov has is, is looked okay, but not good. And 
or not great. And this team's going to need better than 895 save percentage and a 2.65 goals against average if they're going to they're going to beat Minus anybody. I mean, 15.22 goals saved above expected. That is behind, that is last dead last in the league. He's only played 14 games. That yeah. it's it's terrible. In 14 games, he has uh, let's see, really bad starts. He leads the league in really bad starts with five. Uh, he's tied with a couple guys, but they've had much better uh, much better luck in other games. Oh nope, sorry, Stuart Skinner six really bad starts. Um, but out of 14 starts, only four of them have been quality starts. That's really that bad. is that's really, no good. That's really terrible. Just in case you're counting at home, that's really terrible. Yeah, they need a goalie. They need somebody. Anti Ranta on he he was put on waivers and sent down. And uh, yeah, Carolina, they need Frederick Anderson to just get healthy and and everything should be okay. Yeah, Aaron. Then he'll, get, then, he'll get hurt though. then he'll get hurt again though. That's then what Frederick Anderson does. He just he just like goes into the back and saws off parts of his leg so that he doesn't have to play. Uh, <laughs> the Washington Capitals. What do you have? Uh, I've got a center who can dish the puck to Ovi because he has oh. gone now, I believe, fourteen or fifteen games without a goal. It's depressing. Um, yeah, it's sad to see um, when Ovi's not scoring. I mean, he may be one of the best, you know, goal scorers of all time, or the best, depending on your opinion. I will still go with Mike Bossy, but. Um, yeah. Regardless, listen, Dylan Strome has looked great for this team, but um, he's scoring goals right now. That's what he's – that's that's his forte, right? And so, uh, you know, they, they got to find somebody else to dish the puck to this guy because don't get me wrong, Ovi is, is still a great goal scorer, but he's not the same Ovi before to create that offense as much. He needs somebody to help him, uh, you know, help him set it up and, and so he can finish basically hundred um, percent. Yeah. I've just got, I have, fo- I've, I actually have kind of the opposite. I think they need to focus on their team over Ovechkin, just focus on building the team and let Ovechkin just be himself. And I think that's been some of the problem the last few years is everybody's like, well, how do we cater to Ovechkin? Just don't just build the t- build a good team around him and just let him be Ovechkin. And they sort of look like that was happening earlier in the year. Uh, they are still in a playoff spot right now, though. And and they've got three games in hand on the Carolina Hurricanes um, and the New York Islanders. They could be in that third spot in the Atlantic Division when all is said and done. Uh, so I, th- I think they just need to kind of keep doing what they're doing and just go, we just need to win and leave the rest up to Ovechkin. Ovechkin is going to figure this out. Um, New York, New Jersey Devils. I can't believe they're this far down in this division right now. Yeah. Oof. That's what happens with Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer right. miss a lot of time. All right. Yep. What are you going to do? But they they're still in a position to uh, to, to jump back into it. You know they they've got a couple of games in hand on on the Hurricanes. If they win both those games, they're in the playoffs. So, uh, what do you got for the Devils? Uh, Timo Meyer needs to step it up. I I think their wish list is that he produces like the eight million dollar player he is, or something close to it. Because um, let's face it, that'd be nice. Uh, going into the season, we were looking at this tops, you know, this this top six, top nine, whatever yeah, you want to call it. Drooling over yeah, the top six. Absolutely. Now Timo Meyer just relegated down to the third line. Eric Holla playing top left wing minutes now with Jack Hughes, um, which shouldn't be the case, but it is now. And so boy oh boy. I mean It's funny look, that they that the Devils though this is what blows my mind. They go, Oh yeah, let's trade for this guy. Okay. Um he gets fourteen points in twenty one games. All right. Then he gets four points in eleven games. 
And then we're mad at him for getting 11 points in 23 games, which is almost the same points percentage as he had in the playoffs. So, but I, it's more that minus 17 is is uh, eye opening when you go, holy smokes! Like, uh, then you go, well, the Devils, which my wish for them uh, is that they need to just admit the Schmied Vanacek thing is a failure, and they need to go out and get a goalie, i.e., just go trade for John Gibson and make us all happy. <laughs> John Gibson needs to be traded. It should finally happen. Trade him to the Devils, and let's freaking go. Oh, boy. Okay, that'd be something. They need a goal. Then we'd be done. They need a goal. It would be great because then every year it seems like we've got new John Gibson rumors for like the last three years. So it'd be great that that would finally end. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, let it end for at least like a year. Yeah, I mean, you've got both their goalies minus minus goals saved above expected. Schmid's been okay, minus 2.66. Not the best, but, but Vanacek's been terrible. Um, Vanacek's fourth last in the NHL, minus 9.86 in just 19 games. So... Uh, been pretty bad. Uh, let's go to the Pittsburgh Penguins. What do you have? Yeah, an improved power play. Um, I, I think over the last couple games, it's been it's been clicking a little bit more, right? I think they've scored like four or five power play goals. But uh, prior to that, they were 0 for, I think it was 34 last time I looked. It blows my uh, mind because you, you bring in Eric Carlson, you think you're going to have a better power play. Right. On top absolutely. of what they already have. Yep. So I just saw knows, somebody I mean, in a fantasy hockey league in my one of my leagues I, I got a notification and it said so and so has dropped Evgeny Malkin. I'm sorry. I was, what? I was like, uh, how are we? How are we doing this? <laughs> why? Are, why are we? Dro- I mean, he's 26 points in 30 games. It's not like he's bad or anything. There's only eight teams in this league, but still, uh, still. dropping Evgeny Malkin is crazy. I, I immediately put in a waiver pickup. So, <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, let's. Uh, mine is uh, give back Eric, Car- Eric Carlson. This isn't working. Give him back. Can we just mm-hmm. get a little bit of a redo on that trade? Um, Kyle Dubas should be fired. Fired? <laughs> fired? <laughs> okay. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, I think it's, from from my perspective, it's it's time. Let's call it a day on this upper management. Uh, Kekalainen, it's, it's just not, it's not working for me anymore. You've had your chance to prove uh, something you've had 10 years or however, however long it's been about 10 years, I think of him being the general manager. And yes, it has been 10 years, 10 months, eight days. So almost 11 years, February, 2020, 2013. Um, and I think it's, uh, John Davidson is the president. I, th- I think it's just time we wash our hands of all this and bring in some new upper management, restructure the whole thing because none of this is working. Boy, I bet you they wish they never had fired John Tortorella. Um, well, yeah. I'll bet you they wish they had never hired Mike Babcock, too. <laughs> it's just bad decision after bad decision after bad decision, and, and I don't know how... Uh, I, I, I don't think that Kekalainen is... In 2013, he was a great talent evaluator. And, yes, they've drafted some good players, uh, but they've drafted a lot of middling players like hey all these guys can fill out your your lineup but they they really haven't brought in anybody or drafted anybody where you go holy smokes look at this guy he's a franchise guy and and the world is has lit on fire because of him there just has not been that guy i know that like, they've got ken johnson and adam fantilli and and those are uh more recent but it just doesn't seem like they've been able to really blow up like and you can talk all you want about how good they are uh but when your team isn't good then that means those players aren't that good either uh 
No, no. And I, I think this is a case where you clearly look at it and say guys like Cole Sillinger, Kent Johnson, Fantilli, they should have been still sent down to yep. wherever juniors, yep. college. And, right and that's on the more. GM. That's on the it GM. It is, absolutely. I guess I, I, I will eat a little bit of crow. They did draft Zach Wierenski. He's a he's a, a very good player, um, but that's that's about it. Like as far as guys who have made a big impact, who you go, oh, he's like tops in the league. Maybe at one point you would have said, yeah, he's he's tops in the league, um, and even now he's 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 still a very good player. But I digress. The Columbus Blue Jackets need to fire everybody. Call it good. Um, let's go to the Central. Dallas Man, Stars. You, you keep skipping over me, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot. I see. This is why I let you start. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't change the order. I'm a terrible host. <laughs> listen, listen for me. I'll keep it simple. I just need more from Gaudreau and Liney. If I'm the the Columbus Blue Jacket fan base, these guys. I mean, Liney yeah. for one thing just can't stay healthy this year. 100%. But um, these guys just they have to be better. They were brought in to to basically carry the team, and they haven't done that. Yeah, and 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 in fairness to management, Johnny Gaudreau says, "Hey, I just had a hundred point season. I would like to sign there." And I'll sign cheaper than anywhere else. And you go, okay, oh sure. And right. then he no just to starts to play like garbage. I mean, that's not necessarily your fault, although we just don't know what's happening behind the scenes. But uh, maybe that you know, he's not motivated by money anymore, and there needs to be some different motivation. And that motivation has not been there in Columbus. All right, to the Dallas Stars. I'll start. Don't worry, I won't forget about you. I say continued <laughs> health. Because they are like second to last in the league. Uh, only better is St. Louis to man games lost to injury. They've only lost 12 man games to injury this year. Wow. Yeah, if you're going to compete for a top spot in the, the West, I mean, especially in the Central Division, health is going to be key. Right? You it. want guys yep. to, and bringing a guy like Matthew Duchesne has looked great. And if he goes down right, it just it throws everything in a whack. You know, you have to move up guys, you know, change lines and. You can't develop that chemistry, especially with guys like Duchesne, who are just starting to get acclimated and yeah. starting to find their role in this team. So uh, don't screw that up as far as I'm concerned. 100%. All right, what do you have for the Stars? Yeah, health is going to go a long way towards my wish, and the wish for the Dallas Stars fans is that the Dallas Stars finish number one in this division because uh, Colorado, I do not want to have to play them in the first round. No. Uh, or Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Is, yeah, Winnipeg is looking more scary since they got rid of PLD. Um, their defense is clicking. They're doing it without Connor, you know, with without Halibut stealing games for them, and without Kyle Connor right now. Um, so come playoff time, if you have to play Winnipeg, you know, in that two three spot, uh, I don't know. It's somebody really really good's going to lose out. So if I'm Dallas, I want to finish number one because these wild card teams too are not looking super scary. Yep, Jets are playing like bonus wants them to. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll get to the Jets in a second. The Colorado Avalanche. What do you have for them? Yeah, I want someone to take a hold of this number two center spot, right? You've got uh, you know Colton and uh, and Ryan Johansson in there. One of these guys just they don't really seem to want it. I just I'm waiting for one of these guys to ex- excel and really take the reins. And um, you know, to me, when it comes to Colorado and Dallas, right, two of the teams that I positioned at the top of this division at the beginning of the season, um, to me, it was who's going to play better, Duchesne in, in Dallas or Johansson in Colorado, and whichever guy was better, I thought was going to win the division. And right now, it's Duchesne. Is Colorado and Nazem Kadri kicking themselves going, why didn't I just re-sign in Colorado for like $7 million? I, oh, I, I feel I, like I they could have done it. I does. feel like they could have done it because he was a great fit there in Colorado and it's just not going as well as it should be in Calgary. So uh, 
that would be hey, go back and, and be able to redo that trade. That would be, or that deal. That'd be nice. Uh, mine for Colorado is Samuel Gerard to return and make an impact. I know he's on uh, the, the player help program uh, for whatever it is, whatever substance is going on uh, that, that he's addicted to or that, but hopefully he can come back this season and is healthy mentally, physically, and can make an impact because he's a very important person in that defense core. Uh, Winnipeg Jets, what do you have? Yeah, uh, Gabe Velarde to continue just filling in for Kyle Connor while he's gone. Well, he um, needs to just play the L.A. Kings every game. <laughs> right. Be pissed at them. Uh, clearly, and I don't blame him either. Um, boy, because, yeah, when when that trade was made, right, you looked at L.A. and they, they were looking like a Stanley Cup contender, and Winnipeg looked like they were going the other way. Um, yep. And now Winnipeg is just, it's, you know, we'll show you kind of thing. So, um, yeah, Bellardi has looked great, 13 points in 13 games so far. And uh, he looks like he hasn't missed a beat since coming back from injury. Six goals already in 13 games. So, um, you know, for, for a guy who already had 17 goals on this team uh, to go out long term, that's a huge hole to fill. But yep. I think Bellardi's doing a great job, and Winnipeg fans will just hope he continues. And they their wish list is, uh, their, their wish is never say that BW guy's name again. <laughs> that old captain of ours who's long gone. Um, yes, you did indeed poison the locker room. And with you gone, along with, uh, you know, maybe maybe a few others, uh, things seem to be stabilized in that locker room. And I think, you know, between Blake Wheeler, I don't know how much Pierre-Luc Dubois had to do with that locker room too. He wasn't there that long. But um, Blake Wheeler, I think you poisoned the water. And uh, that's it's good to have him gone from the Winnipeg Jets. No more drama. Uh, Nashville Predators. Someone please take Tyson Berry. Oh, get him out of here. He wants to be traded. They want to trade him. Make it happen. I think they will. Yeah. Yep. What do you have? Absolutely. Uh, It's just for more respect, right? I think um, we looked at this team and when you when you looked at a top line of, you know, Gus Nyquist, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, you probably thought, okay, I feel sorry for, you know, Philip yeah. Forsberg got to play with these guys. Like no disrespect to either of them. I thought they're great middle six guys, but um, did I think they were top line talent still? No, but uh, they are proving me wrong. Uh, and I'm glad because I've got Ryan O'Reilly in fantasy and he is killing it for yeah, me. He's killing it. Which is, yeah, which has been great. Uh, he would so. look good in a Leafs jersey right now. Oh, oh would he ever. Pissed and they're doing this. Yeah, him. they're doing this without UC Soros being stellar too. So, yeah. Um, man, if he catches fire and he's starting to get that way a little bit, but um, yeah, man, if they they just get a little bit more respect, teams uh, might might wish they had given them more respect come playoff time if Nashville gets in. Oh well, I I am uh, yeah, I'm I'm impressed that they're in the playoffs, like they're in a spot right now. Uh, I think it's more to do with the fact that there are a lot of teams in the West that are bad. Uh, but they, I think so. But hey, you might just squeak in. And if you can squeak in, you never know what happens, i.e. Florida Panthers. Uh, let's go Arizona Coyotes, who are knocking on the door. They are right there. They're on that last wild card spot. Who would have thunk it? Uh, what do you wish for the Arizona Coyotes? Yeah, talk about squeaking in. I think Arizona might just squeak in the playoffs. And the NHL is going to have wished that they had wished for this earlier, and that's a brand-new <laughs> arena that's so true. Arizona. Because if you go into the playoffs and you have to show a 5,000-seater for, I mean, oh the stage that God. they'll be in, oh, they're going to be kicking themselves. Yeah, I, I just have their wish list as an extra seat. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just give us oh. one more seat. 
pack them in there. Um, St. Louis Blues. I've got uh, another upper management that needs to just go bye-bye. It, just Doug Armstrong, just call it good. Just call it good. You, you, when, you fi- when, when he got up and spoke after they fired Craig Berube, uh, it told me everything I need to know, that he has no freaking idea what he's doing. He basically admitted, yeah, I, you know, maybe that we don't have the right mix of guys. I like, oh, yeah, we yeah, we don't have the right mix. But maybe if all we have to do is just get in and we can do damage, but, oh, we don't have the right mix. He, he just doesn't know. He, he doesn't know. He's just hoping. He put this team together, and he's hoping it works. And the defense is freaking terrible. He was an idiot with Alex Petrangelo. Petrangelo's wife is from St. Louis and wanted to stay and they they poo pooed him on what was it? Maybe it was the no trade clause. They didn't want to give him a no trade because he was yeah, older. Yeah, it was that, and I think and then, like an, an extra like seven fifty thousand, yeah. you know, seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, and yet they freaking give Corey Tory Krug and Justin Falk no trade clauses. Like they they have Marco Scandella with a tra- no trade clause. Like, <laughs> geez, they're, they're it's just dumb, 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 dumb. They won the cup. I'm going to say it. They're, they're probably like the most dumb luck out of any team that's won the cup in the last 20 years. They're probably the the worst team to win the cup. And they won the cup because Doug Armstrong didn't believe in them. And uh, like there were rumors of almost everybody getting traded at that point. He just happened to not trade guys. They started doing better. And then he just took his hands off the wheel and then they won the cup. And they won the cup yeah. because of Craig Berube. Not oh, because absolutely. of Doug Armstrong. So, I, yeah, I mean, sure, he has a cup. He built the team. He's been there for a long time. It's fine. He, he's a, he was a decent general manager. He's been there for as long as Yarmo Kekalainen has been in terms of being the president of Hockey Ops. I guess he's been the GM for 13 years. Uh, it's just time to move on. He just doesn't – he's not building a team for the modern-day NHL. And the St. Louis Blues deserve better. They've got a good amount of talent. And he could he could move up, like stay the president of hockey ops, but bring in a general manager with some some vision. I think that that's what they need to do. If they vision, don't fire there you him, go. they don't fire him. All right. Uh, did we get to yours? What do you, oh, we no, didn't. We, did we not. didn't. See, at least, <laughs> I, at least I was thoughtful this time. I appreciate it. And and really for me it's <laughs> it's a happier Jordan Cairo, right? That's the wish for St. Louis fans oh, uh, this year. Sweet and, Jordan. Yeah, and, and you know what? Maybe, you know, firing Craig Brube was was the turning point to make him happy. I don't know. Uh, there was some rumors about them, you know, having a riff and Jordan Cairo will deny till the day he dies, I'm sure. Ah. Um, but regardless, this team is only gonna go as far as Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo take yeah. them. Um, so you know what? If Jordan Cairo's happy now and he's right. putting up points, they've got they've got a glimmer of hope. That's all yep. I'm going to say. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Minnesota, what do you have for them? Oh, I just think they just hope that John Hines continues to just run this team just up the standings because man, they've looked really really good since he's come in, and I think they're hoping that the the good fortunes do not stop because boy, this was a team I pegged to be in the top three of this yep. Central Division and. They, they certainly could. I mean, again, when you look at the teams in front of them, right, they've got Seattle, Calgary, and St. Louis to, to get into the playoffs or have a shot. And uh, those are teams that I think are easily hoppable. So Minnesota, just keep it up. And, and Matt Boldy now has been unlocked. Now his superpowers are unlocked, and the guy looks unreal. Well, yeah, because 
because what John Hines does is he activates these guys. He lets them go into the offensive zone for checks, and they they try to put pressure on other teams. They they are using the players that have speed, like Boldy, who can who can go and take advantage of that. And that's really what he did as the New Jersey Devils coach and as the Nashville Predators coach is that he activated these forwards who can do damage in along the boards, pressure defensemen, and create turnovers. And it's working for Minnesota. Um, I just yep. have they, – they just need a little, maybe bring in a new coach for faceoffs in particular, 44.9% worse than the NHL. Um, I know faceoffs aren't everything, but that's bad. Uh, <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, we, I think we have the same thing, but I want to hear what yours means. <laughs> yeah, I just, I literally just wrote down Bedard on my list. So, like, they probably, already got their gift. Is that what you're trying yeah. to say? Well, maybe, but it's it's probably not what you think. But for me, I just want a a veteran line mate to play with him, right? Yeah. Um, I like that that Taylor Hall that they were expecting sure. him to have because, um, uh, listen, I I know a lot of young guys come in, uh they have a stellar first year and then they have that sophomore slump. And that's when you really need to make sure you have the right talent around them to keep them from doing that and to keep the trajectory going up. Now, I don't think that's going to happen with a guy like Connor Bedard, but I would like to see Taylor Hall stay healthy all year. Uh, you know, whether that's next year or whenever, um, yep. because I think this guy, his ceiling is so freaking high that I think, yep. um, you know, if, if they can continue his development in the right direction, because Chicago's probably going to be bad for a few more years. Um, you know, losing it can definitely hurt, you know, somebody's development. So um, if they just put the right pieces around him, I think he's just going to just freaking excel like no one's business. Perfect. I have Chicago, another Bedard. Another Bedard. We need two of them. Uh, That's (laughs) what we need for Christmas. So basically another first overall pick. Um, Let's go Pacific Division. Vegas is at the top. What do you have? I've got health, man. They've got to stay healthy. Same. Ding, ding. That's the one. Ding, ding. I love it. I love it. Yeah, because number we know- two, number two in man games lost to injury over a hundred and f- almost one hundred and fifty man games lost so far. Wow. Yeah. See, I didn't even look at it from that perspective. I just looked at it more the fact that when Mark Stone's on this team, when he's healthy, when Peter Angelo's back there, everybody's in their right spot. They are just unbe. I mean, you, you, we saw it last year in the, in the finals, right? They were just unbeatable. A team like Florida that rolled over everybody. Uh, Vegas came in and just gave them a, th- a thrashing. And so uh, to me, I think the league is better off when Vegas is healthy and rolling at a hundred percent. All right. Um, the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. I just, I want to see Besser keep doing Besser things because um, the last couple of years, right. They've, they've been expecting Besser to be this 30, 40 goal scorer, And he just never really got there. And now all of a sudden he's just, he's killing it. Right. And it's, it's like, Oh, you know what? You were, looking to trade me the last couple of years. No one would take my contract. And now I bet you everybody wishes they had oh jumped gosh. on the, the Brock Besser train. Cause he's looking just like he's going to hit 50 goals in no time. Yeah. Uh, seriously. <laughs> he's going to looking like he's going to hit 60. Yeah. Yeah. His pace Pretty is crazy. unreal. So uh, he's easily going to surpass his, his career highs in almost everything. So yeah. it's been great to see. I, I'm glad to see him finally develop. Um, it'll be nice. And I think it worked out well because he's not even playing on a line with Elias Pettersson either. So that's even better. For well, and it's opening fans. up opportunities for him to play against lesser talent. And that's a, yes. that's a good thing. Sometimes um, the, uh, the Vancouver Canucks, you know, strong team second in the Pacific, they're rolling, their goaltending's going well. They're, they're getting help from their defense finally. And their, their forward top forward lines are, are killing it. Uh, they are, have a very poor penalty kill. I think they're in the bottom fourth of the NHL and penalty killing. Uh, 
below 76%. That's rough. And uh, I think they, they maybe that's what they need to target is somebody that can kill penalties, which shouldn't be super expensive, but could be very valuable come playoff time. So find some PK help, Vancouver. And let's go to the LA Kings. Who do you have? Yeah, I, I think that probably they wish they could undo this PLD, Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. Ooh, you um, think so? Yeah, I, I mean, to be quite honest, he's he, he's not looked that great, in my opinion. I think he's looked mediocre at best. And when you look at what Gabe Velarde's doing on the other end, Alex Iofolo has looked great as well. Um, to me, that's just, it, it's a little worrisome, right? Because, um, you know, uh, Anze Kopitar, he's going to be, I mean, he's still going to be Anze Kopitar for the next couple of years. I think he's still going to be stellar. Um, you know, and Philip Deneau just looks phenomenal in that second line spot still. Um, just an, a, a great killer of, you know, team's top lo- offensive line. So, um, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois got to gotta step up at some point and only 12 points in 29 games right now. Playing, on the, thir- lit- playing on the third line, too. So you, you'd hope that, yeah, maybe he's not putting up tons of points, but his, like, points per 60 should be higher because, you know, he's not playing against great competition. Um, yeah, and, one and power play point. Right, and his line mate, you know, you look at Kaliev, he's still producing almost a point per game. Uh, or sorry, yeah, Kaliev. No, 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 sorry, I'm looking at Adrian Kempe. <laughs> I thought I was looking yeah, at Yeah, but Arthur still, Kaliev. like, he's one of two four, He's one of two players in this whole entire team that's a negative yeah. uh, plus minus. He's 48% in the face-off dot, 15 minutes, one power play point. Just those numbers yep. are not good enough for yep. him. Got to be better, but we'll. I'll give him some benefit of the doubt. 30 games into a brand-new team, brand-new system, with a lot of... Uh, better like better centers ahead of them, so it's finding your spot in the lineup. So we'll we'll see what that looks like. Uh, you know, thirty games from now, uh, the Calgary Flames. I have. Let's trade Tanev. Let's trade Lindholm. Let's call it good here. Let's move on and let's actually look towards the future. Um, let's do these deals sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm ding ding with because I think they're one. coming. Just, yeah, I agree. I think there's there's moves coming, and for me, it, the wish list is just you know, getting good returns for these guys, right? Yep, you, yep. you don't want to have a situation. I mean, don't get me wrong. They, they got a good return for, you know, what happened with Matthew Kuchuk, you know, in, you know, hindsight, maybe it's not as good as you, you think now. Um, but at the time it, it was looked as a great return. And so hopefully, um, you know, the, the new management in there, you know, Craig Conroy can, can work the same type of magic with these guys and get, get some good pieces back. Perfect. Uh, the Seattle Kraken, what do you have? Yeah, just finding that depth scoring. Uh, I think that's been the one thing that's been eating them this this season and where where the difference was last year, right? They had a guy like Daniel Sprong on the fourth line playing with Brandon Tanev, and it just it clicked. They were just scoring goals left and right, and that's what good teams do is they get depth scoring out of their third and fourth line, and Seattle just didn't have it this year or hasn't had it this year, and so you went and saw them move a fifth-round pick to bring in a guy like Thomas Tatar who just wasn't working out in, in Colorado, and so um, now he finds some time to, to get on that top line and maybe – you know, that shuffles things up a little bit and yeah, gives puts other guys, guys in the right spot. Yeah. Right. So we'll see what happens in the long term there. But um, in the meantime, if they want any shot at making the playoffs, they need some depth scoring. And they need a new evaluator of goalie talent because, my <laughs> God, their goalies are bad. Um, Philip Grubauer, a minus 8.36 goals saved above expected in just 17 games. That is good for uh, one, two, three, four, five, sixth worst in the NHL. Uh, they just cannot seem to find. Uh, any consistency from the goaltending position, you know, even when Martin Jones was playing decent last year, he, he really wasn't playing that decent. It just, 
like he still ended up with like an 8-8 save percentage. It's not like that's anything to write home about. Um, Joey Decord has looked pretty good for them, uh, but still, uh, Joey Decord cannot be the answer long term. Sorry, and no, nope. I, I think they need to figure out something with the goaltending. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, I have. They need to find somebody to make a save because you know we keep talking about goaltending and. They are probably the worst defender. Stuart Skinner, a minus 10 goal saved above expected. And then Jack Skinner at a minus 4.87. But that's in only five games. <laughs> so, oh, no. Um, been absolutely terrible. In what? In 26 games that those two have played for them, that's a minus 15, more than minus 15 goals saved above expected. expected so, or I guess goal saved below expected. So that's uh, that's a bad place to be. They still need to figure out their goaltending. Yeah, and that'll go a long way with my wish is just closing the gap, right, and finding more points in the standings. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, they before these last three losses, they had won eight in a row, so they started to started to make some headway, right? You think, oh gosh, you know, you're going to win eight in a row, you're going to close that gap, you're going to you're going to get close to a wild card spot where everybody thought Edmonton was going to be making the playoffs this year, and, and maybe they still do, but um, really, they they're at the time they were still. Uh, seven plus points out of a playoff spot and and really it only made about two points worth of headway yep. uh, with an eight game win streak so yep. um, and they're still seven games out of a playoff spot or seven points out of a playoff spot yes they have two games in hand but got to win those two games right exactly they keep this up uh it's not going to look good in the long run yep uh anaheim we both have trevor zegers on our wish list what what do you hope for trevor zegers yeah, for me, it's just uh, return to form, right? Yep. I mean, I, it's similar right. to what you wrote down. Yep. Um, I just I want to see this guy play like he did last year. All right, that'll help. Um, I, and I think uh, my other one is trade John Gibson. Let's just call it good here. Uh, <laughs> the San Jose Sharks, uh, the last team on our list, I have they are number one in the NHL with man games lost to injury, 149 man games. Um, I know Logan Couture has not played at all, so that plays into it uh but they haven't been able to stay healthy their last place in the league i don't know how much it, it would help uh this is still a rough team but bring logan kutcher back i uh, get reasonably healthy and at least be able to have that allow you to make some moves and i think that kind of plays into what your wish list is yeah right making moves um for me it's just unloading the vlasic and couture uh contracts and maybe you can throw t- Tomas Hurdle in there as well, um, even though I don't think his contract is very movable at all right now, especially considering he has a no-move clause. Yeah, and the length um, of it is just, you're not eating any of that salary or anything like that. Yeah, but Couture, I mean, he's still got three seasons after this year at $8 million bucks, and uh, he's still a serviceable center. I still think he can be a second-line guy. Um, maybe like a team like Colorado would have, you know, would love to have him in there, um, you know, maybe say at five and a half million bucks if they could get him. And get, yeah, but you know, for another three years, you're talking about a 38-year-old Logan Couture. Yeah, but after this season, right, that that $5.5 million cap, it doesn't seem to look so bad anymore. Um, not, it, not necessarily that they want to keep that kind of money around for long term, but it's a lot more palatable um, with the cap going up the way it's projected to go up over the next couple seasons. So um, for me, I think Logan Couture still has some game left in him. Um, is he a point-per-game guy? No, but... Um, you know, he could be a 50, 60 point guy still on a good team. So, you know, maybe he finds a spot at some point in the off season. Maybe they find a way to move him. But for me, if this team's going to reload, they're going to reset. They need to unload these contracts. Let's be honest. Their number one wish is Macklin Celebrini. 
<laughs> I guess so, yeah. He's, he's San Jose local guy, going to be the top pick. Um, what better place for him to be than San Jose Sharks? Uh, genius, genius time to start your uh, total all-out tanking. All right, that is our Christmas wish list for the NHL here as we close out 2023 maybe one more show before the end of the year but uh we thank you for listening justin merry christmas happy new year if we don't end up talking before then and uh to our listeners the same any last thoughts justin uh happy kwanzaa happy hanukkah all <laughs> go those through things. go through the list you <laughs> hr monkey oh uh, yeah no i just you know what let's the the trade freeze is going on right now so um i'm excited when yeah. when it gets lifted and we start to see some moves hopefully here soon um, because again, like I, we talked about just these, I'd love to see a big move here pretty soon. Beautiful. I love it. All right. Enjoy your holidays and we will talk to you guys soon. Find us on Twitter at OT hockey talk. Peace out.